All right, we are back, back for another amazing, exciting, foundational episode of the Unified CXM Experience. And as always, I'm your host, Grad Khan, speaking for Sprinkler, an NYSE listed company. Ticker symbol is CXM. And uh, today I'm going to talk about the foundational principles of CXM and how social is the foundation of CXM. So it should be a fun and I think somewhat educational episode, pretty narrow casted on CXM and what we're, what we mean by that and where we're going with that. But just before I get started, um, if you listen to our anniversary show, episode 167, I, I told you that we would be changing the opening music and saying goodbye to Jimi Hendrix, who's served us well for the last year and um, moving on to something else. Uh, you'll notice that that has not happened yet. Um, and Randy, what did you have to say for yourself? Well, you said you wanted circus music, so I was not clear how to proceed with that information. <laughs> there is a great example. Unclear direction leading to poor outcomes. Very well said. <laughs> so I think we decided we actually the problem is I hadn't figured out what I wanted to do, but I think I've got it now. I know exactly what I want to do. It's going to be very, very exciting. I'm just, I saw a movie the other day and they used this music and it's just going to be so amazing. And you're going to be like glued to your podcast listening device of choice, you know, unable to tear yourself away from the amazing opening music we're going to have. So, uh, so stay tuned probably next time. All right. So let me get into the foundational principles of CXM. I'm going to start with, you know, something that'll sound um, a little straightforward for a second, but there's some nuance in here, which is pretty compelling. So the first thing I'll just put out there is we should probably just define what CXM stands for. And I know many of you know, or most of you know, but some of you may not know, and that's totally cool because there's a lot of acronyms in marketing these days. And the, uh, it stands for customer, the X is experience, and the M is management, customer experience management. And there are three questions under each one of these things. Um, for the customer, the question is, do you approach your business from the perspective of the customer? And there's a, a bunch of ways of thinking about that, but you know, do you have personas based on the customer? Do you ask your customers how happy they are with you? Do you listen to your customers? Like just how much into the customer are you? I'm going to come back to that in a minute. The second one is experience. And the core idea in here, and that's actually, I think, a compelling idea is, do you respect the time of your customers, your time? Think about a really poor customer experience that you've had, or when you hear people complain about bad customer experiences, they often frame it from the standpoint of they wasted my time or it took me hours. Like there, like there's a resentment that time is being taken away from you and time is becoming more and more valuable commodity as we can do more with it. So as our utilization of time increases, the value of time is increasing as well. If you've noticed that you'll notice even that people are now using time and their busyness as a proxy for wealth, right? So when people want to establish their um, importance and they want to establish their prestige, they'll often talk about how crazy busy they are and how they don't have time for anything. And this is just a way of showing that the thing that's become valuable time is the commodity that people trade in. It used to be that if you really wanted to show you were wealthy, you would be fat because you'd be able to eat a lot of food and everyone else in town was starving. Um, that's not so much a thing anymore. Um, we've moved on. So time, how do you value it? 
And your customers will pay you more if you take their time into consideration. And finally, management. Do you rapidly respond to questions, concerns, and comments? Uh, when people ask you questions, do you answer them? When they've got a problem, do you solve it? And when people say thank you, do you amplify that? And do you thank them back? So that this idea of actually understanding the customer and understanding the customer's experience needs to be paid off with a management layer, which is to respond to it. And there's a kind of a subtle but very important difference here. There's a lot of products and point solutions out there that will listen to customers. But what they're mostly doing is listening to a sample of your customers and giving you a sentiment score or a record of whether people are happy or sad. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But I would argue that in today's world, in a world of mass one-to-one, the only thing that's sufficient is to listen to every comment that people make about you, every comment, and to reply or comment on every one of those comments. That, you know, it's all, every time your customer calls you, uh, every time your customer interacts with you, you are responding to them, not just taking a record of it and not just noting it. Uh, and that's the key difference between customer feedback systems, or sometimes they're called XM systems, uh, and CXM, which is what Sprinkler is. So what's the f- kind of core underpinning of all these things that I just finished talking about? In all cases, they require the voice of the customer. The voice of the customer is the thing that drives CXM. Voice of the customer is the fuel that drives CXM. Makes sense, right? Okay, let's take this another step. Today, the voice of the customer is, that's right, on social channels. Today, the voice of the customer is on social channels. There's a really great slide from Mary Meeker, who's a general partner at Bond. Mary Meeker's been doing the internet trends report for 25 plus years. And she shows that by generation, the preferred business contact channel. So the preferred channel that people want to talk to businesses with has changed dramatically. The older generation loving the phone and the younger generations being all about chat and internet and social. This last view was done in 2019, so I can only imagine what's happened over the last two years. But you see a deep acceleration into essentially asynchronous communication, especially because people are online all the time, and a move away from the synchronous communication of the past. This trend is just going to keep accelerating and, and it shows no sign of stopping. So clearly for the future, the foundation of CXM is social. Now, the challenge here, and because it's very easy just to say the foundation of CXM is social, is that, and the reason this has been a problem, is that social is exponentially complex versus the traditional channels that it's replacing. Now, put, even, you know, putting a 1-800 number in place and creating a call center, maybe it's actually not that easy to do. You kind of create a PBX and kind of create, you know, software for it. And it's like, it's not non-trivial, but it's a pretty manageable problem. If you suddenly think about 24 social platforms, 11 messaging platforms, hundreds of thousands of forums, hundreds of thousands of news sites and review sites, half a bill, half a 500 million, half a billion blogs, half a billion blogs, uh, and all the other stuff that's out there. Wow, that's that's a lot of information soup. And to be honest, I mean, I think the way that many of us have managed this complexity is to kind of ignore it. Uh, there are, are like literally, I run into people whose whose company policy is to not even look at anything that's happening on social channels. 
Don't even look at it. If, it's, if we don't look at it, we can pretend it's not there. You know, I see no evil, hear no evil, say no evil. I just like, I'm not going to even, it's not going to happen, man. Hey man, it's all good. Cause I don't know about it, but it's, it is kind of a weird mindset. It's like literally the phone is ringing off the hook and you're just shutting the door and putting it in a room on its own. So that to me is the, the real issue that I think a lot of companies and organizations have finally had to confront because while it's been okay-ish to ignore it over the last, say, decade, I think it's a little weird, to be honest with you, because I mean, I, I'm kind of you know, working in the salt mines on this for quite a while, but let's say you felt okay about ignoring it for the last decade. It's really hard to make the case today that you can keep ignoring it. You're going to basically be ignoring all your customers because they've all moved there. So to manage the complexity of social, people are looking at what do they need to do to do it. And the, and the core issue here is you need to unify all these disparate components of social in order to be able to manage it properly. So let me just go through sort of some of the kind of key challenges and you'll, you'll, you'll recognize these. And, and again, if you're kind of in an ignore it mindset, as I go through it, you might go, yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't want to do anything about that. Um, so let's talk about just listening. Hearing, uh, hearing all the different um, messages that are coming in. So you've got to listen to millions of conversations in multiple languages. I mean, up to almost 196 languages or major languages in more than 100 countries, could be up to 150, 170 countries on dozens of platforms. And different platforms are dominant in different countries. And, you know, there are hundreds of millions of data sources out there. That's, that's a lot. Right, that is a lot, and so that's why Sprinkler created a single unified interface for all listening and research. It's a single way of being able to look at it. And in fact, there's a function inside Sprinkler called Explorer where you can search everything out there. Essentially, it's like uh, Google for all the stuff that Google doesn't see. So, search for uh, across all the different platforms, and you can ask any question about your brand and see what's going on. It's it's amazingly powerful because Sprinkler takes a copy of that social web and uh, brings it local. So it's quick, it's fast, and it's extremely powerful. Uh, one thing I encourage people to do if they want to know more about Sprinkler is go to G2 Crowd. Uh, it's a great source of reviews and people will um, talk about Sprinkler, allow social listening without consuming a lot of time. There's, you know, Lots of really nice things that people say about us, which is great, but you can see how people are using it and to unify social listening and bring it into sort of one cohesive spot. And once you do that, then you can understand the performance of different locations. If you've got a franchise or a hotel chain, or you can understand uh, what's going on with your product and how you can improve your product, or you can understand what's happening from a media standpoint and how am I performing in earned media and in different uh, locations and how is paid, owned, and earned working together. Uh, and you see, this is lots of different ways of being able to be more intelligent about your company and your product. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit to social engagement. So I want to, I want to engage with people. I want to talk to people. Well, if you're a large organization, even not that large, I mean, any kind of normal organization, you'll typically have a bunch of handles, sometimes 
hundreds of handles. So what are you going to do with that? You've got to manage hundreds of handles, again, across multiple platforms, across multiple business units, and of course, across multiple countries. That's very, very hard to do. And it's obviously very chaotic. This is why I prefer to just ignore this problem. Thank you very much, because that seems really hard. And so again, Sprinkler has been built to help you engage through a single platform with enterprise governance and a unified view of every customer. Uh, allows you to easily create posts, but also be able to see and collaborate globally, see what's working, see how things are engaging, see how people are working with it. Um, and again, you know, we've worked really hard over the years to create a simple interface that you know, creates a good linear flow and is very easy to process. So again, check us out on G2 Crowd there as well. So content. Let's talk about content for a second. Man, content's the craziest part of this whole thing. I mean, the number of posts, I mean, literally thousands of pieces of content and multiple content types need to be created across multiple business units and multiple languages and multiple countries. Um, It is, it's a bear. And so again, you can use with Sprinkler one interface for all social publishing, planning, collaboration, and optimization. It allows you to see everything in one place and uh, spend less money on creating content that gets uh, use, unused or poorly used and see what's working best so you can share best practices. It is, I think, one of the more compelling things about Sprinkler because when people are able to work and collaborate on content as a group, it changes the approach entirely. Social advertising. Okay, social advertising, another one of those really challenging things. It's not like just the old days where you just you know, buy a network buy because you've got to publish thousands of personalized ad variants. Uh, there, we have examples of some of our customers doing millions uh, and they're in multiple formats, they're on multiple platforms. You got to be continuously optimizing return on ad spend and you got to you know, monitor for crises and monitor for comments because the crazier thing about advertising and social is that people can comment on the ads and often people will run campaigns and not look at the comments. And we had one example where they were selling an item, it was a DVD, and the comments were all about how you could uh, get the DVD or or the movie itself free on uh, a BitTorrent service. And so every ad that they ran was essentially amplifying the BitTorrent message, which was obviously, and no one, no one saw it. This is a, it's a classic scenario because you sort of see this ad teams running ads, but not looking at comments because they're not engaging. And then the engagement team is not running ads. And so they don't know that ads are running and they're not looking at the comments on them either. And so just stuff goes out there without people seeing it. So anyway, so again, Sprinkler is a great way where you can use one interface to buy across all the platforms and you can measure and optimize and, and drive a whole compliance metric. One thing also that a lot of people don't realize about Sprinkler, and it's one of my favorite features, is that you're typically running you know, hundreds of campaigns and lots of different platforms, lots of different countries, and something happens. You know, Something may happen in the public sphere, that just like, you know, right, not a good time to advertise right now. It's happened a few times recently. Uh, or something may happen with your company. There might be some news or something has come up that's like, you know what, this, this is tone deaf. If we ran this ad, be weird. Um, there is a button in Sprinkler, it's a single button that allows you to stop publishing across all accounts. Boom, just like that. And you can also schedule stops and starts. Uh, so a lot of people, I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, I love Sprinkler because it gives me my weekends back because I can schedule things in advance. I don't have to go in and individually schedule everything, which is pretty cool. I love that. And I love when people thank me for making their lives better because of the product we have. 
And then, and then care, you know, care is like one of those things where people are now asking for help, expecting to be responded to. So you've got thousands of customers, maybe even millions in some cases, looking for support. Um, we actually have one customer that listens to 5 billion mentions, 5 billion mentions, and they handle 12 million customer care cases all through Sprinkler. Uh, and they're doing that in an omni-channel way. So there's a lot out there and you've got multiple countries, multiple languages, multiple business units. And so again, you're going to need a single pane of glass to manage this. Uh, and you need a unified view of each customer because it may actually come in on different channels at different times. You need to be able to pull that all together and, and create guided workflows, be able to improve the way you manage the customer and sort of elegantly sort of promote different sort of agents, et cetera. So that's kind of a sort of quick overview of the foundations of CXM and, and a little bit of like, you know, where social plays a role in that. Uh, the, the key thing here is that CXM is intrinsically linked to social because social is the voice of the customer that powers CXM. Uh, the biggest differentiator I would sort of put out there is that and you've heard me talk about mass one-on-one for a while. So I would say you've got to think about this less as a research tool and more as a, I need to hear everybody that wants to talk to me and I need to talk to them. That's the system you've got to create. That's a true mass one-on-one system. And that is the core essence of CXM. So that was a lot. I hope you enjoyed that. There are slides that go with this. So we may post those to uh, the blog. We'll see if that we can sort of make that happen so you can sort of see the walkthrough on it. Um, I will also probably have some video versions of this in the near future. But for the Unified CXM experience, that is all for today. I am Grad Khan, Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler, and I'll see you with new music next time.